Yes, hello, this is Ken Lansen's podcast, and it's the 13th of December, 2022. The time is 19.22, and it is Tuesday. Now we're going to pick up where we left off. We have come to uh, Numbers, chapter number 8. Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and tell him, When you light up the lamps, the seven lamps should shine on the area in front of the lampstand. So Aaron did this. He lit up its lamps for the area in front of the lampstand, just as Jehovah had commanded Moses. This is how the lampstand was made. It was hammered works of gold. From its stems to its blossoms, it was hammered work. The lampstand was made according to the vision that Jehovah had shown Moses. Jehovah spoke again to Moses, saying, Take the Levites from among the Israelites and cleanse them. This is how you should cleanse them. Sprinkle sin-cleansing water on them, and they must shave their whole body with a razor, wash their garment, and cleanse themselves. Then they will take a young bull and its grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil, and you will take another young bull for a sin offering. And you are to present the Levites before the tent of meeting and gather all the assembly of the Israelites. When you present the Levites before Jehovah, the Israelites are to lay their hands on the Levites. And Aaron must offer the Levites before Jehovah as a wave offering from the Israelites, and they will carry out the service of Jehovah. Then the Levites will lay their hands on the heads of the bulls and offer the one as a sin offering, and the other as a burnt offering to Jehovah to make atonement for the Levites. And you will have the Levites stand before Aaron and his sons and offer them as a wave offering to Jehovah. You must separate the Levites from among the Israelites, and the Levites will become mine. Afterwards, the Levites will come in to serve at the tent of meeting. This is how you should cleanse them and offer them as a wave offering. For they are given once, given to me from among the Israelites. In place of all those who are firstborn of the Israelites, I will take them for myself. For every firstborn among the Israelites is mine, both man and animal. I sanctify them to myself on the day I struck down every firstborn in the land of Egypt. I will take the Levites in place of all the firstborn among the Israelites, I will give the Levites as given once to Aaron and his sons from among the Israelites to carry out the service in behalf of the Israelites at the tent of meeting and to make atonement for the Israelites so that no plague may occur among the Israelites because the people of Israel come near the holy place. Moses and Aaron and all the assembly of the Israelites did this with the Levites in accord with all that Jehovah had commanded Moses regarding the Levites, then is what the Israelites did with them. So the Levites purified themselves and washed their garment, after which Aaron offered them as a wave offering before Jehovah. Then Aaron made atonement for them to cleanse them. Thereafter the Levites went in to carry out their service at the tent of meeting before Aaron and his sons, just as Jehovah had commanded Moses, respecting the Levites, so they did with them. 
Jehovah now spoke to Moses, saying, This applies to the Levites. From twenty-five years old and up, a man will join the company of those in the service of the tent of meeting, but after the age of fifty, he will retire from the service company and not serve any longer. He may minister to his brothers who are taking care of the responsibilities at the tent of meeting, but he must not perform the service there. This is what you are to do regarding the Levites and their responsibilities. Chapter number 9 Jehovah spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year, after they had come out of the land of Egypt, saying, The Israelites should prepare the Passover sacrifice at its appointed time. On the fourteenth day of this month at twilight you should prepare it at its appointed time. According to all its statutes and all its set produces, you should prepare it. Procedures, you should prepare it. So Moses told the Israelites to prepare the Passover sacrifice. Then they prepared the Passover sacrifice in the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at twilight, in the wilderness of Sinai, according to all that Jehovah had commanded Moses, so the Israelites did. Now there were men who had become unclean by touching a dead body, so that they were not able to prepare the Passover sacrifice on that day. So those men presented themselves before Moses and Aaron on that day, and said to, to him, We are unclean because of touching a dead body. Why should we be kept from presenting the offering to Jehovah at its appointed time among the Israelites? At this Moses said to them, Wait there, and let me hear what Jehovah may command regarding you. Then Jehovah said to Moses, Tell the Israelites, Although any man among you or of your future generations should become unclean by touching a dead body or should be off on a distant journey, he must still prepare the Passover sacrifice to Jehovah. They should prepare it in the second month, on the fourteenth day at twilight. They should eat it together with unleavened bread and bitter greens. They must not let any of it remain until morning, and they should not break any bones in it. They should prepare it according to every statue regarding the Passover. But if a man was clean or was not off on a journey and neglected to prepare the Passover sacrifice, that person must then be cut off from his people, <clears throat> because he did not present the offering of Jehovah at its appointed time. That man will answer for his sin. And if a foreign residence is residing with you, he should also prepare the Passover sacrifice to Jehovah. He should do so according to the statutes of the Passover and its set procedure. There should exist one statue for you, both for the foreign residents and for the native of the land. Now, on the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the scent of the testimony, but in the evening what appeared to be fire remained over the tabernacle until morning. That is what continued to take place. The cloud would cover it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud lifted from the tent, the Israelites would promptly depart, and in the place where the cloud would remain, there is where the Israelites would encamp. At the order of Jehovah, the Israelites would depart, and at the order of Jehovah, they would encamp. As long as the cloud remained over the tabernacle, they would remain encamped. 
When the cloud would stay over the tabernacle for many days, the Israelites would obey Jehovah and not depart. Sometimes the cloud would remain for a few days over the tabernacle. At the order of Jehovah they would remain encamped, and at the order of Jehovah they would depart. Sometimes the cloud would remain only from evening until morning, and when the cloud lifted in the morning they would depart. Whether it was day or night, when the cloud lifted, they would depart. Whether it was two days, a month or longer, as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, the Israelites remained encamped and would not depart. But when it lifted, they would depart. At the order of Jehovah, they would encamp, and at the order of Jehovah, they would depart. They kept their obligations to Jehovah at the order of Jehovah through Moses. Chapter number 10. Jehovah then said to Moses, Make two trumpets for yourself. Make them of hammered silver, and use them to summon the assembly and to break up the camps. When both of them are blown, the whole assembly must be summoned to you at the entrance of the tent of meeting. If just one is blown, only the chieftains, the heads of the thousands of Israels, uh, will be summoned to you. When you sound a fluctuating trumpet blast at the camp of those to the east should depart. When you sound a fluctuating trumpet blast a second time, the camp of those to the south should depart. They should sound the trumpet blast in this way each time one of them depart. Now when calling the congregation together, you should blow the trumpet, but not with fluctuating blast. Around sons, the priests should blow the trumpets, and the use of them will serve as a lasting statue for you throughout your generations. If you should go to war in your land against an oppressor who is harassing you, you should sound a war call on the trumpet, and you will be remembered by Jehovah your God and be saved from your enemies. Also on your joyous occasion, your festivals, and at the beginning of your month, you are to sound the trumpets over your burnt offerings and your communion sacrifices, they will serve as a reminder for you before your God, I am Jehovah your God. Now in the second year, in the second month, on the twentieth day of the month, the cloud lifted from over the tabernacle of the testimony. So the Israelites began to pull away from the wilderness of Sinai in the order established for their departure. And the cloud settled in the wilderness of Paran, This was the first time they departed following the order of Jehovah through Moses. So the three-tribe division of the camp of the sons of Judah departed first by their companies, and Nashon, the son of Aminadab, was over its company. Over the company of the tribe of the sons of Issachar was Netaniel, the son of Suar, over the company of the tribe of the sons of Sibulun was Eliab, the son of Helon. When the tabernacle was taken down, the sons of Gershon and the sons of Meai, who carried the tabernacle, departed. Then the three-tribe division of the camp of Reuben departed by their companies, and Elisur, the son of Shidiur, was over its company. Over the company of the tribe of the sons of Simeon was Shilumiel, the son of Suri Shaddai. Over the company of the tribe of the sons of Gad was Eliasab, the son of Duel. Then the Kohatites, who carried the sanctuary items, departed. 
The tabernacle was to be set up by the time they arrived. Then the three tribe division of the camp of the sons of Ephraim departed by their companies, and Eliasma, the son of Amihud, was over its company. Over the company of the tribe of the sons of Manasseh was Gamaliel, the son of Pedashua. Over the company of the tribe of the sons of Benjamin was Abidan, the son of Gideoni. Then the three tribe division of the camp of the sons of Dan departed by their companies, forming the rear guard for all the camps, and Ahishir, the son of Amin Sadai, was over its company. Over the company of the tribe of the sons of Asher was Bagiel, the son of Oshan. Over the company of the tribe of the sons of Naphtali was Ahira, the son of Enan. This was the order of the departure that the Israelites and their companies followed when they would depart. Then Moses said to Hobab, the son of Reuel, the Midianites, the father-in-law of Moses, We are setting out for the place about which Jehovah said, I will give it to you. Do come with us, and we will treat you well, because Jehovah has promised good things for Israel. But he said to him, I will not go. I will return to my own country and to my relatives. At this he said, Please do not leave us, for you know where we should camp in the wilderness, and you can serve as our guide. And if you do come with us, whatever goodness Jehovah shows us, we will surely show to you. So they began marching from the mountain of Jehovah for a journey of three days, and the ark of Jehovah's covenant traveled before them for the three-day journey to search out a resting place for them. And Jehovah's cloud was over them by day when they set out from the encampment. Whenever the ark was moved, Moses would say, Rise up, O Jehovah, and let your enemies be shattered, and let those who hate you flee from before you. And when it would rest, he would say, Do return, O Jehovah, to the countless thousands of Israel. Chapter number 11 Now the people began to complain bitterly before Jehovah. When Jehovah heard it, his anger flared, and a fire from Jehovah began to blaze against them and to consume some on the outskirts of the camp. When the people began to cry out to Moses, he made supplications to Jehovah, and the fire died out. So that place was given the name Tabichah, because a fire from Jehovah had blazed against them. The mixed crowd who were in, the, uh, in their midst then expressed selfish longing. The mixed crowd who were in their midst then expressed selfish longings, and the Israelites to begin to weep against. And the Israelites too began to weep again and say, "Who will give us meat to eat? How fondly we remember the fish that we used to eat without cost in Egypt, also the concubers, the watermelons." So the cucumbers, the watermelons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now we are withering away. We see nothing at all except with this manna. Incidentally, the manna was like coriander seed, and it looked like bedulium gum. The people would spread out and pick it up and grind it in hand mills or pour it in a mortar. 
Then they would boil it in cooking pots or make it into round loaves, and it tasted like an oiled sweet cake. Oiled sweet cake. When the dew descended on the camp by night, the manna would also descend on it. Moses heard the family weeping, family after family, each man at the entrance of his tent. And Jehovah became, and Jehovah became very angry, and Moses was also very displeased. Then Moses said to Jehovah, Why have you afflicted your servant? Why have I not found favor in your eyes, so that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give birth to them, so that you should tell me, carry them in your bosom, just as an attendant carries the nursing child, to the land that you swore to give to your forefathers? From where will I get meat to give to all these people? For they keep weeping before me, saying, Give us meat to eat. I am not able to bear all these people by myself. It is too much for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, please kill me right now. If I have found favor in your eyes, do not make me see any more calamity. Jehovah replied to Moses, Gather for me seventy men from the elders of Israel, men whom you recognize as elders and officials of the people, and take them to the tent of meeting, and have them stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take away some of the spirit that is on you, and place it on them, and they will help you in bearing the burden of the people, so that you may not have to bear it alone. You should say to the people, Sanctify yourself for tomorrow, for you will certainly eat meat, because you have weeped in Jehovah's hearing, and have said, Who will give us meat to eat? It was better for us in Egypt. Jehovah will certainly give you meat, and you will eat. You will eat not one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor ten days, nor twenty days, but for a whole month of days, until it comes out of your nostrils, and it has become loathsome to you. For you rejected Jehovah, who is in your midst, and you were weeping before him, saying, Why is it that we have come out of Egypt? Then Moses said, The people I am among, number six hundred thousand men on foot, and yet you yourself have said, Meat I will give them, and they will uh, eat uh, enough for a whole month of days. Uh, of days. If, uh, if whole flocks and herds were slaughtered, would it be enough for them? Or if all the fish of the sea were caught, would it be enough for them? Jehovah then said to Moses, Is the hand of Jehovah too short? Now you will see whether what I say will happen to you or not. So Moses went out and spoke the words of Jehovah to the people, and he gathered seventy men from the elders of the people and had them stand around the tent. Then Jehovah came down in a cloud and spoke to him and took away some of the spirit that was on him, and put it on each of the seventy elders. And as soon as the Spirit settled down on them, they began to behave as prophets, but they did not do it again. There were two of the men still in the camp. Their names were Eldad and Medad. And the Spirit began to settle down on them, as they were among those whose names had been written down, but they had not gone out to the tent, So they began to behave as prophets in the camp, and a young man ran and reported to Moses, Ildad and Midad are behaving as prophets in the camp. 
Then Joshua, the son of Nun, the minister of Moses from his youth, responded and said, My lord Moses, restrain them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for me? No, I wish that all of Jehovah's people were prophets, and that Jehovah would put his spirit on them. Later Moses returned to the camp along with the elders of Israel. Then a wind from Jehovah sprang up and began driving quarrel from the sea and causing them to fall around the camp about a day's journey on this side and a day's journey on the other side all around the camp, and they were about two cubits deep on the ground. So all that day and all night and all the next day the people stayed up and gathered the quarrel. No one gathered less than ten homers, and they kept spreading them all around the camp for themselves. But while the meat was still between their teeth before it could be chewed, Jehovah's anger blazed against the people, and Jehovah began striking the people with a very great slaughter. So they gave that place the name Kibrot Hatzachvai, because they because there they buried the people who showed selfish craving from Kibrot Ha-Taravi, the people departed for Hasherot, and they remained at Hasherot. Chapter number 12 Now Miriam and Aaron began to speak against Moses because of the Cushite wife he had married, for he had taken a Cushite wife. They were saying, Is it only by Moses that Jehovah has spoken? Has he not also spoken through us? And Jehovah was listening. Now the man Moses was by far the meekest of all the men on the face of the earth. Jehovah suddenly said to Moses and Aaron and Miriam, Go out, the three of you, to the tent of meeting. So the three of them went out, and Jehovah came down in the pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam. Both of them went forward. He then said, Hear my voice, please. If there was a prophet of Jehovah among you, I would make myself known to him in a vision, and I would speak to him in a dream. But it is not that way with my servant Moses. He is being entrusted with all my houses. Face to face I speak to him, openly, not by riddles, and the appearance of Jehovah is what he sees. Why then did you not fear to speak against my servant against Moses?' So Jehovah's anger burned against them, and he departed from them. The cloud moved away from over the tent, and look, Miriam was struck with leprosy as white as snow. Then Aaron turned towards Miriam, and he saw that she was struck with leprosy. Immediately Aaron said to Moses, I beg you, my lord, please do not hold this sin against us. We have acted foolishly in what we have done. Please do not let her continue like someone dead whose flesh is half eaten away at birth. And Moses began to cry out to Jehovah, saying, O oh God, please hear me, please. Jehovah replied to Moses, If her father would spit directly in her face, would she not be humiliated for seven days? Let her be quarantined for seven days outside the camp, and afterwards she may be brought back in. So Miriam was quarantined outside the camp for seven days, and the people did not break camp until Miriam was brought back in. Then the people departed from Hasiroth and began camping in the wilderness of Paran. 
chapter number 13, Jehovah now spoke to Moses, saying, Send out men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. You are to send out one man from each incestual tribe, each one a chieftain among them. So Moses sent them out from the wilderness of Paran at the order of Jehovah. All the men were heads of the Israelites. These are their names of the tribe of Reuben, Samuah, the son of Sahur, of the tribe of Simeon, Zaphath, the son of Hori, of the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jepunich, of the tribe of Issachar, Egal, the son of Joseph, of the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Nun, of the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, the son of Rapu, of the tribe of Sibulun, Gadiel, the son of Sodi, out of the tribe of Joseph, for the tribe of Manasseh, Gad did the son of Susi, of the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gemaliel, of the tribe of Asher, Setur, the son of Michael, of the tribe of Natali, Nabi, the son of Wopshi, of the tribe of Gad, Geuel, the son of Mashi. These are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses gave the name Joshua to Hosea, the son of Nun. When Moses was sending them to spy out the land of Canaan, he said to them, Go up there into the Negev, and then go up into the mountains regions. You must see what kind of land it is, and whether the people who are dwelling in it are strong or weak, few or many. And whether the land is good or bad, and whether the cities there um, are dwelling in are encampments or fortif- fortifications. And find out whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are trees in it or not. You must be courageous and take some of the fruitages of the land. Now it was the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Sin to Rehob to Lebo Hamath. When they went up into the Negev, they came to Hebron, where Ahiman, Shishai, and Talmai, the Anakim, were living. Incidentally, Hebron had been built seven years before Soan of Egypt. When they came to the valley of Eshkol, there they cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes, which two of the men had to carry on a bar, as well as some of the pomegranates and figs. They called that place the Valley of Eshkol because of the clusters that the Israelites cut down from there. At the end of forty days, and end of forty days, they returned from spying out the land. So they came back to Moses and Aaron and all the assembly of the Israelites in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back a report to all the assembly and showed them the fruitages of the land. This is what they reported to Moses. We enter the land into which you sent us, and it is indeed flowing with milk and honey, and this is its fruit it is. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the fortified cities are very great. We also saw the Anakim there. The Amalekites are dwelling in the land of the Negev. And the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites are dwelling in the mountain regions, and the Canaanites are dwelling by the sea and along the Jordan. 
Then Caleb tried to calm the people as they stood before Moses by saying, Let us go up immediately, and we are sure to take possession of it, because we can surely conquer it. But the men who went up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, because they are stronger than we are. And they kept on giving the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had spied out, saying, The land that we pass through to spy out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of extraordinary size. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who are from the Nephilim, and in comparison we seemed like grasshoppers, both to us and to them. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It's the 13th of December 2022. The time is 1959 and it is Tuesday. Bye.